this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Hi, I'm the weird meme that your mom posts on your Facebook wall, Noelle Cummings. <laughs> what the fuck? Hi, I'm just Shane Smith. No, give me a good one. I don't have one. Well, I thought you were a fucking comedian. Um, Improvise, bitch. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm the condom that Noelle lost inside of her that one time. (laughs) 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 Oh, the callbacks. Beautiful. I'm Shane Smith, and I'm so sorry for that intro. Welcome to Freaky Geeks Podcast. I'm not sorry at all. It keeps me motivated. I can't handle the mundane anymore. Yeah? I'm just like, hi, I'm, I'm... Wait, hold on. I'm like... Hi, I'm Noelle Cummings. I can't do that. Wait, what did you did you try to change your voice? It <laughs> sounded the same. <laughs> I know. Oh I just man. will become Fran Drescher like progressively more and more <laughs> as the episodes oh, go on. Can, can you imagine nanny? if you were a nanny? That would be awful. I would Dead go to kids jail immediately. <laughs> they just show up and there's kids stuffed into the dog kennels with your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> Okay. I actually think that's how I handled my <laughs> nephew once he was being out of control, or my cousin, uh, he was being out of control, and I, I put him in the dog kennel at my grandma's house because I wanted to go have a good time. Oh, man, don't, maybe, <laughs> don't talk about that ever again. <laughs> they all know, they found him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, we have a great episode for you, everyone. <laughs> Today, uh, we are talking about we we're doing the second part of our West Memphis Three coverage. Uh, today, we'll be covering the West Memphis Three themselves. Yes, we're gonna get into detail, um, who they are individually and how that's a direct tie and link as to why they were prosecuted in the first place. There's a tiny bit of like um their interaction in the trial and like how that affects who they are and how we see them but um mostly it's just all about them Mm -hmm. and kind of their lives in west memphis and what they're up to so um and how they relate to us yeah i just really wanted to talk about damien eccles for an hour so here you go everybody speaking of things i really want to talk about for an hour (laughs) this episode like all episodes it's brought to you by black salt studio y'all that was beautiful thank you so much and Uh, you know what else is beautiful huh Casey Roy on Instagram. Yeah, Everyone should go we. follow her and Will XX to see all the beautiful art that they put on people's bodies permanently. Yeah, they have been slaying it. I have a fucking dope ass pentagram on my knee. It hurts so bad, but I have it. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. And now we're planning on tattooing my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more. More. Yeah. My like, face is already tattooed. We're planning on tattooing my face more, which is exciting. We're also going to tattoo a cute little Baphomet on my leg. Yeah, I went to Baphomet. Casey already knows that. We had this plan before you even had the inkling of an idea. Please. Girl, sit down. Um, So uh, anyway, go get tattooed there. It's so great. Uh, I love that place. Everything they do is so quality. So Mm -hmm. don't don't get you a busted ass tattoo. Mm -mm. Don't get you like one of those lions that looks like a man wearing a lion's (laughs) mane that was drawn by a second grader. But like that man in a lion suit was like punched seven times in the face and dragged (laughs) behind a train or something. Yeah, it's so brutal. So don't end up with one of those tattoos. Don't get a fucking State Street Pinterest tattoo. That's like live laugh love but it's made in the most janky cursive and it gets partially infected 
Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Save up. Treat yourself. It's going to be on your body forever. Our bodies are only temporary, but make that wallpaper look good. Yeah, Go yeah. Go to Black Salt Studio and exactly. get a quality-ass tattoo. Totally, totally. Um, So that's awesome. Um, Let's see. What do we got coming up? I am going to be in California from Wednesday the 17th until Friday or Sunday the 28th. So if you are in the Los Angeles or Huntington Beach area, Orange County or Los Angeles area, hit me up. I will be in and around there doing shows um, on the 26th, I believe. I will be doing a show in Los Angeles called The Sauce. Look that up. I don't have more information because I'm terrible at my job. Great <laughs> job preparing. Yeah. I'm going to be doing other shows. I'm going to be at the Ice House Wednesday nights. Um, I'm going to be doing some other stuff. Anyway, just contact me. I'll be out and about doing fun things. So it'll be cool. I'm also not going to the ocean because there's great white sharks everywhere. Yeah, I um, saw an article that was like 10 great white sharks spotted within like a fucking three hour period off the coast of LA. And I immediately sent it to Shane and was like, Oof. have fun, bitch. Yeah, my friend, <laughs> uh, my friend who lives in Huntington Beach, who I'll be staying with a little bit. Um, he was like, yeah, they spotted a great white at my local beach. Mm-hmm. Like, or when we go, let's just make sure not to be the person furthest out surfing. Yeah. Make sure there's always someone in front of you and preferably close to you. Yeah. Yeah. So then so. they get, they get to bite. The bite. The bite and not you. Oh my God. I cannot handle sea creatures. They fucking freak me out. Sharks are dumb fish that want to kill you. Yeah. And oof. in any case, Uh, I know a lot of you are fans of sharks. Well, go ahead and get eaten one by then. (laughs) Get eaten one by then? (laughs) I literally can't life today. Oh, my God. That was great. In any case, okay, so sharks are terrifying, but more importantly, West Memphis 3. Uh, Do you have anything else to add before we get this episode going? Um, Nope. I'm excited to talk about this, and I'm even more excited for episode 3, which we will will come out next week where we get into the actual trials yeah we've had so much fun doing this series thank you so much for your support by the way just before we start this episode one exceeded our expectations oh my god yeah we need to talk about that yeah so many of you reached out to us and told us how much you enjoyed it and that means the world to us yeah we were really going out on a limb with um the that episode in this series in particular um, because we actually did research and we actually wanted to be factual and we wanted to tell a story that meant a lot to us with um, a tasteful amount of dick jokes. And yeah. we were worried about it, but you guys have been so receptive and positive and loved it. So we're stoked about it and we want to do more shit like this. Yeah, yeah. And this episode has significantly less boy rape than the last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this sure. is good. Um, thank but you. then we'll, there'll be boy rape next oh, time. It's like a, a sandwich. Yeah, it's a boy rape sandwich. It is a boy rape sandwich. Oh no! Wait. So this is your meat right now. I did not in between think I would two buns. I did not think I would say that sentence today. <laughs> I never thought I would ever say that sentence. You, no one should ever say it. Okay, so um, please enjoy uh, this episode. Um, again, we're going out on a limb doing this series, and we appreciate you guys so much. And we have more fun, less heavy stuff coming up in the future. But for now, here's an episode all about the West Memphis Three, who they are, and what they mean to us. Mm-hmm. Hail fucking Satan, y'all. I want to hail the Freaky Geeks Facebook group. Hail, hail you them. guys. Yeah, hail you guys. By the way, uh, the memes are so dank. <laughs> so dank. They're fucking so dank, guys. Hail all of you and hail Satan. Hail Satan.
Do you feel that the people that did this were worshiping uh... Satan? Yes, I do. Why? Mm. Just look at the freaks. I mean, just look at them. They look like punks. Remember how I smashed you in Mortal Kombat so hard that you wanna, couldn't even handle it? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you got beat down. <sighs> for no fucking reason either. What do you Sucks. mean for no reason? The reason was that I'm better than you. That's a lie. You're, you're <laughs> fake news. Not a lie. You're fake news. You got smashed so hard. I don't even know how to fatality, but I know how to. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. I bring that that sick thunder, though. No, it was. We were both at almost the same level of dying, and you just so happened to do something. Probably just kick my shin, and I died. And then rather than do a fatality, you just punched. It's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> That's why I got so, ups- got so upset. Because I wasn't fatality yeah, you. Yeah, you are being the worst. That's <laughs> the only reason why you play that game. I don't know how to fatality. If I knew something, I'd friendship. Okay. Do you remember those? We told you 17 times that you could press options, yeah, go to the move list, and look up your fatality. Too focused being on a winner. That's a lie. <laughs> There's no Do they excuse. have babetalities in that game? Do you remember those? Yes, I do remember the babetality. <laughs> who at the Mortal Kombat offices was like, okay, so we've, we've, ha- we've brutally murdered people. We've executed people in the most spectacular fashion. And, and then we did friendships. What else can we do? Like, mm-hmm. what's the, another thing? And a guy was like, what if we killed them even harder? And then another guy was like, shut the fuck up, Jerry. What if we turn them into babies? And then everyone yeah. in the room went crazy. Someone shot a t-shirt cannon off. Hell yeah. <laughs> just like across the table from another dude and just knocked him out. Yeah, just fucking fires it across the table. T-shirt cannon to the face. That guy goes out completely cold, flies over <laughs> a chair. Another guy picks up the shirt that, that came out of the cannon, holds it up, and it just says babetality, and it's got a baby on it. I'd like to think that's how all Mortal Kombat meetings go. Yeah. Just like kind of killing each other Someone's going to get t-shirt yeah. cannon to the mouth. To the face. Face. Oh or it's God. something odd like shitty plastic fake Ray-Ban glasses that say like Mortal Kombat on the <laughs> side like, and you're just getting nailed with those. That rules. I love it. Noel, we're here. Hey. <laughs> we're doing the podcast. Thank God. I need to get this out of my system. Yeah. It's been fucking like, for me, it's been a personal journey of getting close to a month long of just the West Memphis 3. Yeah, I've uh I've been thinking about it a lot. Um I didn't do as much reading as I should have, but it's been on my mind. And also, I've been talking what happened was I sp- I've spent so much time talking to other people about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's like bad. they oh yeah, and every time I talk about it, the conversation devolves into satanism, mm-hmm. which then devolves into magic and mm-hmm. then um that guy. Yeah. People are like Oh hey, this full-grown man's trying to talk to me about how he does magic. Can we please leave this party? Like, it's get like your me out first of here. conversation with them, and they're just like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die." I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was opening for Joey Diaz, 
and I just just talking to Joey about magic. Uh-huh. Not into it. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who would be into it. No, shut up, cocksucker. Take these drugs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I can't do it. It's a good Joey Diaz voice. Congratulations. More raspy. I don't know. It's you know you need to inhale seventeen packs of cigarettes and then do it. And then you'll be the perfect Joey Diaz voice. Joey Diaz told me that Joe Rogan's never done mushrooms. Illuminati confirmed. What? Yeah. He says he just, he's like, the kids believe that shit. He's a pussy. I've never seen him do mushrooms. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I don't know, Joey. He spends a lot of time like not with you. Yeah. But, you know. He's like, if I don't see it, it didn't happen. So he believes nothing happened. He's I don't like, know. we never landed on the moon. Like, it never happened because I didn't see it. Who knows? I will say this, though. Joey was much funnier in real life than I thought he would be. And he's for fucking real. Yeah. Whatever you think about how hardcore he is, you are correct. He's an intense guy. Yeah. The only times I've ever listened to him is on Rogan's podcast when he goes two hours into a conspiracy theory about how um jet lee was killed by the like chinese mafia yeah he's real torn up about jet lee talks about it in his act he's it's a serious thing in his life and <laughs> i mean it's a serious thing for a lot of us noel or I bruce mean, lee not jet lee God jesus damn it. christ i don't know too many Lees. jet lee was in the one remember Wait. that movie bruce lee Bruce Lee. Bruce, Bruce Lee. Something dragon, right? Enter the dragon. Enter the dragon. Something, something dragon. Something dragon. <laughs> oh my God. I don't God. like those type of movies. <sighs> I just know that Joey Diaz is super triggered Without about Bruce it. Without Bruce Lee, you don't get the crow. Brandon Lee is Bruce Lee's well, son. Well, he talks about that too. He talks about how that Brandon Lee's death was also because of the, what's the fucking Chinese foot clan, not Ninja Turtles, but the real one. <laughs> did you just confuse the foot clan with the chinese mafia yeah what so are they called? the chinese mafia is the triad the triad yeah he talks about how the triad also killed brandon lee crazy in the movie on purpose oh okay like they replaced the bullets with real ones yeah it was them remember when we were gonna do an episode on the crow but then you fucking made me watch it for no reason we're still gonna do an episode on the crow was not a fan of the crow everyone (laughs) i mean i was a fan of the crow and that it was a terrible 80s movie but it does not hold up well. it doesn't stand up if you and people are gonna be really upset about that but just for one second, try to take the nostalgia out of it, just like we did for all of the Batman movies. Take the nostalgia out of it that makes you love it and look at it for what it is, a pile of shit. Okay? <laughs> it's a pile of shit with shitty effects, shitty claymation, just unnecessary drama and bad acting. Just, yeah. you know, take also, it. Also, their fake bullet budget was not good. <laughs> it was so bad. In any uh, case... And it, talking about real bullet budgets actually no one got shot we're talking about the west memphis three <laughs> yeah okay so um this is episode two of the west memphis three so we're going to be talking about the west memphis three themselves and the trial now starting with the west memphis three i think let's start with jesse miss kelly yeah be- i guess we'll start we'll work in- up to we'll go from the bottom to the top as far as like media concern and um influence in the case yeah influence impact and also um jesse miss kelly was the first person tried yes so and i think it's because they just wanted to rip him off and first person tried and first person coerced and um and really the first important person that the police really put like a hurt on 
to get what they wanted. Yeah. If it wasn't for Jesse, Miss Kelly, I I think Damien still would have been harassed, but I don't think we would be, you know, dealing with uh, life in prison and death row convictions. Possibly. It wasn't for Jesse, Miss Kelly. Yeah. But I mean, we can't know that for sure, but it's it seems likely. So Jesse, Miss Kelly Jr. was um, 16 at the time. Yeah. He was the youngest out of all of them. He was born July 10th, 1975. And um, you, Jesse, Miss Kelly, like we talked about before, is the guy who has the IQ of 72. 72. Yeah. 72. He's right. Ra- most of them are raised in trailer parks yeah and as a trailer park trash as as a white trash trailer park person mm-hmm. legit like a shitty gypsy person yeah i can easily identify with these guys mm-hmm. like i had friends who you know you just knew they weren't all together mm-hmm. you know then they and he's one of those guys so he was an acquaintance of the other two jason and damien um, he didn't really know them super well, but he liked to drink. He was an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, he got into a lot of fist fights at school. And even his upbringing is a little foggy. Um, so there's a woman who comes in the documentary and she's talks about, she's like, you don't have to give birth to be a mom. And I think she was his dad's like longtime girlfriend or ex longtime ex-girlfriend. But she basically raised um, Jesse, Miss Kelly. And then you had... They broke up, but she was still in his life. He calls her his mom. And she was like, the moment I came into the picture, I knew that there was something off about him. He was socially awkward. He was uncomfortable. He was always overstimulated and completely unaccepted by everyone he went to school with and even the people in the community and that he just latched onto her. Yeah. And he would, when he was younger and not even that younger, when he was like 10, he would cry if he didn't see her the moment he walked in the house because he thought that she was gone and had left him. Yeah. So this is a, um, a kid who just, his world is very small. Mm-hmm. And, um, also he had dropped out of high school by the time he was 16. Yeah. And he was famous for his temper. He's a, he's a good old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell like when you see his father talk about him at one point, um, after he, during, before his trial even comes up, his father and his mother are having a conversation with um, the camera crew of Paradise Lost. And the father's like, well, if he did this, he's got to do his time. Mm-hmm. He's got to do his time. And then his mom says, well, if he did this, then he's dead to me. That's the girlfriend. Or the girlfriend, That's sorry. The girlfriend, if he, if his... he did this, then he's dead to me. And his his father's like, he, you can't. You can't turn your back on blood. Yeah. You can't turn your back on blood. If he, I'll still send him money. He's just got to do his time. And then she's like, I wouldn't give him a nickel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, um, and she's he, like, even if it was my own son, and he was found guilty of these crimes, he would be dead to me. And then, you know, yeah. And then the dad's like, Nope. If he did it, he just got to do his time, and I'll get, I'll give him money. He's my son. And then she with goes, his two teeth. Yeah. And then she goes, We we are going to have a problem about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like she's just basically saying like, we are going to fight later yeah. when we're not on camera. Yeah. And the dad's so stoic, but that's just the kind of people they were. Um, as for, it, even for all the shit talking we do on these backwoods people, I grew up in a place exactly like the place they're in mm-hmm. or even smaller and more backwards. Yeah. And for all the negatives, there's these positives, the, um, the Omerta, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the dedication to do what's right, serving your time, and and not uh, not giving up your friends. So, 
Miss Kelly was coerced in and basically gave a confession. Under what circumstances, we have no idea. Who we knows? Can, we May- can only assume they were terrible. Maybe they were like, "Tell us a story. What you think happened? Yeah. Give a, what? What do you think would have happened had you been there?" Mm-hmm. And then he said that, or who knows? But um, after the fact, he he refused to to say or give up his friends at all. Yeah. Once he realized the police were serious and they were all fucked over, he on pain of death was like, "Nope, I'll never say anything ever again." And he was true to his word and he didn't betray those guys even though he hardly knew them. Yeah, he kept his mouth shut about so, it. So, um that was interesting. Um he's basically, yeah, he's just a, an old school uh good Backwoods, old boy kid. Good old yeah, boy. you talking about my mama, we fist fight <laughs> yeah. now. It's it's his is the saddest case i think out of all of them yeah he's he's so clearly innocent yeah so he's just like wants to have a good time you can just tell that he wouldn't hurt anyone yeah he's such a like he's just a simple dude who likes what he likes very liked heavy metal i'm pretty sure and he's just like a country kid yeah he's just like you know a little redneck kid with an ATV having a grand old time. Yeah, which is and, fucking cool. I mean, we'll get I'll I'll dip it my toes into conspiracy theory Oof. because this is how I feel about it. Um, you have to remember that Jesse Miss Kelly was brought into police interrogation not because they were there to interrogate him as a suspect or even a person of interest, just because they knew that he was a kid who got into trouble mm-hmm. and they just wanted to get names from him and the police were following up on rumors from kids Mm -hmm. that's like their whole case was built around literally rumors told on playgrounds by children and they were like oh miss kelly knows jason and damien kind of yeah damien is the guy who we think is the worst and jason is his best friend let's see if we can get jesse to tell us something about the other two they knew i honestly think and the police in um paradise lost we'll talk about how they're like no we never did that we never knew that he had a low iq we never knew that he you know all these things i personally think that when they heard jesse miss kelly's name dropped as a link to damien Eccles, they were like this is our golden goose because if we break him he'll be the easiest to break first of all because he is a slower kid he's got a low iq he doesn't understand his rights yeah. And he knows to be submissive to police. Yeah, and his family, they didn't know any better. Yeah. They trusted his, the police. His exactly. dad his allowed dad was them like, to take him. Talk to him. He thought they would just talk to him. Just it, like, tell me about the kids you hang out with. He was never a person of interest or a suspect. He was just another kid. They were pulling in to get names from about the creepy kids. And you have to think, what the fuck happened that turned this kid into not only a suspect but a person who was involved in the, the murders yeah. directly so how the what the fuck happened there 12, 12 hours. hours of police coercion and damien refers to it as like violent like intimidation who knows what they did we have no idea what they did to him and no idea what he won't say what net what and then you have to think what are the fucking and this is me being conspiracy theory again what were they saying to him because you know like i'm not trying to shit on police my dad's in was in the military and like law enforcement and like i appreciate that but 
We know that there are police out there who will say and do anything to get a conviction and to get you to say something, to get you to rat on someone. They'll fucking throw out any empty threat that they can. Like, And if he comes from that good old boy mentality, what if they were like, oh, we know your dad buys stolen tools from, you know, so-and-so down the street and we'll go after him and shut down his mechanic business if you don't give us some names. Yeah. That shit happens. No, they totally. will threaten your life for no reason. And not like life is in they're going to kill you, but they'll be like, we'll put you away for, um, you know, dis- disrupting a police investigation by not cooperating with us. Yeah. Or they could just straight out lie and say, we're going to implicate you anyway. Tell yeah. us and we'll make it easier. Or someone else already told me. That's a typical one. Yeah, yeah. They lie to you and say that your friends already ratted on you to get you to rat on them. But oh, that's a really good trick. That though. is the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. They, But I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And for every, and obviously there are good police officers, but there's going to be bad police officers. Yeah, and, and we're backwoods. We're fucking backwoods West Memphis. Totally. And we're with these police officers who who are convinced that their hunch is real that the devil is taking over their city yeah the the devil is taking over their city via teenagers yeah the worst can you imagine if you were the devil and you were like i need soldiers in my army to help corrupt a city i should pick someone who spends most of their time thinking about masturbating yeah that doesn't make sense (laughs) why would you ever pick teenage boys it's so true you know how hard it would be to like plan a hostile takeover of a city and destroy when you're just like constantly thinking about pamela anderson's tits yeah it's very difficult yeah it's almost impossible i got almost nothing done from the ages of 13 until 29 Mm -hmm. because of masturbating yeah it's real rough yeah and i mean no offense to jesse miss kelly but i'm that kid everything in his house was covered in jizz you know it you turn a black light on it was bright as day yeah it was yeah so it's it sucks because I honestly think that those 12 hours where he was being interrogated, he was being threatened mm. and also just plain exhausted. You don't even have to look at the fact that he has a low IQ and people with IQs that low tend to do anything to get out from underneath the microscope. He was squirming after fucking hour two. He just wanted to go home. He just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And then they had him for 10 more hours. He was willing to do and say anything to get out of that situation. Yeah, and he's 16. Yeah. It's scary. So um, definitely uh, no one, none of those guys has hard feelings towards each other that I know of. No. Especially not him. We understand what happened. But it, this the whole point of us just constantly talking about Jesse, though, is just say how fucking awful it is that officers took advantage of someone who's who's intelligence and socioeconomic status made him an easily manipulable tar they just basically were like sacrifice the dumb redneck yep you know and it's so fucked up that Mm -hmm. this is just more proof that poor people just get the shaft you know it's this is just a giant witch hunt for the other. And then, oh, he's poor and, and his family doesn't have a lot poor going on. Poor and uneducated. Let's wreck him. Yep. Doesn't that's, matter. That's the story from then to now. Yeah. 
that is the story. The poor and the uneducated, they will they will go down. Yeah. They will be the fucking scapegoats for everything because it's so easy because they don't know any better. So uh, next we've got Jason Baldwin. Charles Jason Baldwin. Yeah. He was 17 um, when this all happened, born April 11th, 1977. And he was best friends with Damien Eccles. They were genuine best friends. They loved uh, heavy metal music. Mm-hmm. Woo! Uh, and and they, they did, they together they did what I would consider petty crimes. They would they spray did. paint, you know, they would steal candy bars from the fucking 7-Eleven. They were just um, being yeah, they had, shithead kids. They had both been actually arrested for vandalism and shoplifting, yeah. respectively. Literally, I, I, I tried to do more research on like the vandalism they did. They wrote their names. Yeah, they wrote their names, which is the they worst. They wrote their the, names. So dorky. The, on a fucking bridge overpass yeah, in like a ghetto. Why would you write your name? They want to get caught. Yeah, I guess. And, so, yeah, they're that uneducated. It's the only thing they know how to spell correctly. <laughs> Sorry, oh, they're super man. smart. Well, um, that's the thing is um Jason Baldwin is was extremely intelligent. He had a 4.0. Yeah, didn't drop out like the other two. Never did. Had a 4.0, never dropped out, was extremely intelligent. Planned on going to a university right after high school. He was the quietest one out of the two. Yeah, and he was um a really talented artist. He was mm-hmm. encouraged by his teachers to pursue um the arts mm-hmm. and go to college for the arts even mm-hmm. so like he he had all the potential in the world yeah he was he did really well for himself he just found a friend in uh damien because basically they both loved heavy metal and they both hated the the culture in west memphis because yeah. they were both they were both a little bit more educated than everyone else around them and then you also have to think um when you were the shitty metal kid in high school, and you I hung, was. you hang out with the weird art kids. No, no, totally. Um, you have everything in common. You're both the outsiders in this tiny little fucking culture you and, have. And especially like I relate to this so much. I grew up in a tiny town in the middle of Fil- it's Fillmore in the middle of Utah, graduating class of like fifty some odd kids or or whatever. So small, um, and. Like when you're the outcasts, all the outcasts are kind of like jumbled together in this mm-hmm. weird group. Like, well, I even come from a high school where my graduating class alone had over a thousand people, and it was still that same way. Yeah, it's just weirdo weird, metal kids, yeah, and art kids, punk rock kids, skater kids, and we were all in this like little group. We would go sit and eat outside during mm-hmm. lunch together yeah. instead of inside, and um, yeah, we just had our own little crew. And then, of course, after school, you break off into your like, well, I have three friends. Yeah. I had three. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, it's just like they they found each other. And re- I mean, Damien was into poetry and he was into researching and reading. And Jason was into researching and reading and art. And then they both loved heavy metal. Like, mm. of course, they were going to be the best friends. And like. Yeah. Oh, and Jason had a fucking dope haircut. Yeah, he had a <laughs> sweet mullet. Yeah, it was like this kind of like a bigger, fluffier mullet where like the hair comes down over your ears a little. Yeah. But the front is like real trimmed. So good. <laughs> like he's like, I so want to be good. metal as fuck, but also don't want my hair in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, he, it's conventional. <laughs> oh, it's, man, someone bring back that haircut. <laughs> I mean, it is if you go to Walmart at a certain amount that of time. That is you know? real. You will see it there. You might actually see the same look, that curly, wavy blonde hair that's going into a rat tail Mm. you'll see it you just have to be there around the hours of like 
9 at night and 1 a.m. As an aside, recently went to a Walmart, had to use the toilet toilet, right? Oof. Yeah, not a good situation to be Bad in. Bad call. Listen, no one wants to poop in public. No one wants to have to poop at a Walmart, but like, yeah. it happens. Shit happens. Shit happens. So, I'm in the ba- <laughs> so you're looking like it's to the, for a stall to use. And there is, you know how you look under to see the feet? Oh, is someone in here looking at the feet? The feet were pointed in the wrong direction. They were pointed at There you? was a person taking a frontwards shit at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how you see, you look down and then there's the toes pointing away from the toilet. There's like as if he was sitting. eating ribs on yes. the fucking back yes. of the toilet. There was a person taking a frontways shit on the <laughs> toilet. And then I was like, wait a minute. You have to take your pants off to do that. Someone took their mm-hmm. pants off. Hung them up. Hung them up or I imagine tied them around their, <laughs> their, <laughs> their, their neck, neck. Like, like a, a, like a, a frat boy. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All posh and proper. And then they sat down front ways on the toilet and they were just dropping a frontwards noose. <laughs> I'd like to think that they actually were eating. And that's why they did it. They didn't want to put their food down or stop eating. So they just set it I, on top of the toilet. I like to think that they, they went and they, they got a, a thing of crayons and a coloring book and oh. they just took them in the toilet and they were just you know what? coloring away they should a make toilets a little longer so you can do that because yeah. that sounds great front words pooping i was just like what i almost was like hey what are you what's doing? going on in there <laughs> <laughs> hey you hey what's are you okay tell me about yourself <laughs> what's going on with you you seem interesting oh man okay. that's and, you know and that's still not the worst thing i've ever seen i saw someone poop in a urinal at a walmart bathroom once why why i don't know why would you do that because you're a horrible person at walmart <laughs> fair that's everyone at walmart you're uh, that's every third guy at walmart is seriously debating taking a shit in a urinal yeah i mean true all right okay that's you know the thing about jason um is that he is kind of he's silenced throughout the trial so mm. you don't really learn much about him his lawyer wants him during the trial, his lawyers have advised have advised him to stay out of the limelight because Damien has most of it in order to avoid the death penalty. Yeah, which is a, I mean, it sucks, but it's a good call on his lawyer's yeah. part. And also as to not incriminate himself further. Yeah. Um, uh, because they don't want him to get flustered or angry or say anything. This is going to make him look worse than he already does. So um, they kind of like... They're just like, you know what? Let's play it cool. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we don't know much about him during that time. And it's his lawyers made a good call because we we know so much about Damien and we love all these things about Damien because of what he said during the trial, because he put himself on the stand to be like, look, motherfuckers, here's the truth. And while, yes, he was to us to to normal people with functioning brains he was clearing his name but to everyone in that room he was sentencing sentencing himself to death exactly and that's exactly what happened just painting that picture for them to everyone else and looking back on it clearly to the people who saw paradise lost he was proving his innocence but to all these fucking idiots who'd never picked up a book their whole fucking life he was a witch putting himself on trial and convicting himself so um jason kept keeping his mouth shut really did save his life i mean he didn't get the death penalty i think because he kept his mouth shut yeah and it's so terrible it's just like 
if anyone had read anything, if anyone had read anything in West Memphis. Yeah. If yeah, anyone had just learned the slightest bit of information. Yeah. I ain't got no reading skills. Yeah. I'm trying to read no fucking books. What do you like? Fucking spooky vampires. Yeah. Having sex ladies in these books. I'm not trying to get spooked by no vampires. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like straight. Like, like just this is my most favorite fucking thing. And I hope that we can find the sound clip and throw it in here somewhere. But they tried to use um, Damien's journal as evidence that he's like, you know, obsessed with Satan. And they read off a quote from Midsummer Night's Dream. And that's how <laughs> fucking dumb they are. They were just like, they were like, this Satan. is the devil. And it's just fucking William Shakespeare. In in their defense, Midsummer Night's Dream is not good. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that is one of its it worst. It's like, God, they're so words. fucking dumb that they can't even, like, ugh, it's irritating. But, I mean, that's why we don't know much about um, Baldwin because he was directed by his lawyers to keep his mouth shut and not talk about how much he loved Metallica. Yeah. They brought up one drawing that he did and it destroyed his case. So it sucks. It's so dumb. It's crazy. I'm surprised anyone even read the journal. I'm just imagining them like trying to decide who's going to read the journal. And the guy's <laughs> like, it's safe. And he's like, y- y'all promise ain't no vampires in here. <laughs> I'm trying to get scared by no vampires in this I'd journal. I like to think that they had like riot gear on and like had the shield up and like were putting their hands. Turning the pages yeah. with a baton. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. Like I'm like, ready to fight the God devil. Damn, God damn it, Carl. You you going to tell me if there's a vampire on this page. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't trying to read about no vampires. I'm telling you, they spooked me out. I ain't going to sleep for a week. They couldn't read it because they're illiterate. And then they threw so much holy water on it that the ink had just blurred out on the page. I just love the idea of one police officer who's terrified of reading because if he <laughs> reads about a vampire, he'll get scared. But he's sounding it out the whole time like the the the, the wait th makes a th- 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 sound right. I don't re- I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh fucking West Memphis, y'all. <laughs> What are you scared of? I don't want to say it. (laughs) What are you scared of? I'm scared. I'll spell it. (laughs) V-O-M-Pires. Just fucking not not having it. Oh, my fucking God. Okay, let's move on to... Damien Eccles. The man... So Damien is the enigmatic force that kind of drives everything in this case and makes it not Mm -hmm. only is he the reason they're convicted, but he's the reason that they're going to eventually survive and the reason that the case is going to get attention. So, yeah, um, he is uh, the other two are outcasts in like a sort of um, a very mild sort of way. Like, yeah, they're outcasts and then people don't like them. But there's a lot you can relate to with them. Damien was super far in the other direction, so far of an outcast that no one could reconcile any of his beliefs, thoughts, or actions. Mm -hmm. And he, Damien, which I relate to because as a kid I was the same way and I still am, Mm -hmm. he wanted to, he was like, not only am I an outsider, but I don't like you. Fuck you forever. Mm -hmm. Look at me not liking what you like. Watch me spit. Who was it? Aleister Crowley? Yeah. I spit in the face of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I flap my wings in the face of Muhammad. I I don't know what the third thing is. Maybe poop on Buddha. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what Aleister Crowley was up to. So much. But he's just like, yeah. And rape. Yeah, he's a lot of butt stuff. So many things. (laughs) I I will have butt sex. (laughs) Yeah, but he's... 
he pooped on Buddha. Who knows? Anyway, but he's just like very in your face. Mm-hmm. He's he's definitely not keeping it to himself. I wear all black. Fuck you. Yeah. I have weird. I have long nails because I like magic. Fuck you. Yeah. Um. I uh. I worship Satan. Does he worship Satan? No. But he says it because he wants yeah. you to be afraid. Of he him. almost reminds me of the um. I'm blanking on her name right now, but the girl from The Witch when her little sisters are making fun of her and she's like, yeah, I am a witch and I'm going to fucking eat you. That's Damien Eccles. No, He's like, I am the weirdo and you should be scared. No, totally. That's it. And it's kind of like, um, he embraces it because fuck you, but also he's, He's found a way, his way of dealing with being the other is doing what a lot of us do. What I've done completely, I relate mm-hmm. to this, where you relish in it. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, I am the other yeah. and this is a good time. I yeah. am evil. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I am the worst. Mm-hmm. I am the devil. I yeah. am the things you think of yep. me. Like, There's um, a quote that he says in the middle of the trial um, after being, I think, I actually think it's after he got his death sentence and he was being interviewed by um hbo and he was smoking a cigarette and he's like people probably think i'm into satanism because usually what people don't understand they destroy yeah and that and but he fucking leaned hard into it yeah totally and and also damien is like a genuine he's genuinely interested in religion and philosophy Mm -hmm. and all these things so Again, he's this outsider that's in your face, but then he makes you feel stupid when mm-hmm. he quotes the Bible. Yep. People do not like that. Nope, because they don't know how to read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there the ain't no vampires brain. in the Bible, right? <laughs> you, you tell me, Reverend, right? <laughs> I keep it out to protect yeah, you. Yeah. Um, um, Damien was actually born Michael Wayne Hutchinson. Um, his stepdad adopted him, and he became Damien, or michael wayne eccles but he was so deep into the catholic church and was originally studying to become a priest yeah enter the priesthood that he like we said before changed his name to damien just to show how like willing and open damien was to like learning and exploring his faith and exploring his humanity um catholicism appealed to him a lot i mean Mm -hmm. at one point catholicism appealed to me i researched it a ton it was interested Mm -hmm. i mean i've done that with lots of religions but yeah he completely pursued it and um in his pursuit of it he lost it which i mean story of most yeah. of my christian friends yep. lives yeah um when you fucking read between the lines you see that it's all kind of no offense bullshit but damien uh during the trial and we we're kind of talking about the trials a little bit but only to give you more information mm-hmm. about these guys as characters as we go along um, during the trial, it, it's brought up quite a bit mm-hmm. that like your name wasn't Damien. Why did you change your name to Damien? And then these fucking guys are like, y'all see that movie, The Omen? Yeah. That shit was spooky yeah. as fuck. They straight up submit. This is not a fucking lie. They straight up submitted his Stephen King novels into evidence as Ugh. proof to why he changed his name to Damien and why he was obsessed with Satanism and the occult. I mean, they brought in a book about Wicca in which he's like, no, I worship uh, mother earth. Like if we say, you know, we're, we're children of God, but God has to be a woman and just, you know, a collective, holy shit, this kid is Satan. They brought that book into um, evidence. They brought in a book um, that he actually got from a public library sale. So this book was um sold at a library for 50 cents and he got it 
and it had been used in some kids research project like school yeah like a school research project so it had highlighting and notes and detailed notes that would specifically prove that it was used for this kid's research project like he's citing it to then credit it in his essay yeah and they use that as like look at he's he's underlining his spells this not, devil man yeah, not only is he reading he's underlining yep. words we can what that, does that mean that means he done it like yeah. it was that was the fucking nail in the coffin for them they're like they literally thought that that meant he was like conjuring and that he was collecting spells to fucking cast and he was just like it was so heartbreaking to see him sit up there on the stand and be like no this is a book that i bought from the fucking public library and and it came like this it shows where he's citing it to then put in his research paper it's so funny too because wicca's the lamest of the yeah. like f- of the like magical sort of disciplines yeah. or like pagan sort of religions wicca's the most like healing crystals yeah. and i'm with my sisters in the woods yeah wicca's like, like it's so far burn away. incense and eat kale is <laughs> it's, fucking wicca it's so lame i sent positive thoughts your way while you were at work today also i saved a snail yeah <laughs> you're like, like wow wicca is the lamest that it's like, is wicca it's like hippie satanism like it's not satanism at all but i'm just saying like as far as like the occult goes it's the most hippie lame yeah version yeah no offense to anyone who practices wicca like i enjoy wicca i read about it I, yeah i use it in my own practice but like it's just funny that they're trying to like be like you worship satan and he's like this is the weakest fucking shit it would be like if you were trying to like get someone for being christian and they like talked to a jehovah's witness once Mm -hmm. and they had like the pamphlets yeah like that's the lamest shit yeah it's just the it's literally the weakest it's like witchcraft light you know it's as baby as you can get and that's what's also heartbreaking about it is it's like that's what sold them. That's what sold the jury on the conviction. They just heard the word Wicca. And rather than educate themselves, rather than ask questions that are relevant and that would give them answers, they're just like, nope, fucking. I mean, if we're being honest, the moment Damien Eccles's name was uttered, he was convicted. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Um, I mean... Yeah, it's tough. They they had made their mind up well well before the trial. So. Yeah, and like uh, Damien says, West Memphis is like Second Salem. Any crime that happens here, no matter what it is, is related to Satanism, and it's that's true. It's, and it's growing up in a small place. I genuinely not a joke. Remember people, my friends' parents being over at their houses, actually talking about Satanism. Like it was a real mm-hmm. legit worry. Yeah. Not a joke. In the early 2000s, people were actually like watching DVDs from Christian ministers that were like, this music worships Satan. If you play this backwards, you'll hear Satan. Mm-hmm. MC- I fucking remember as a kid, this is not a joke. I will try and find it and link it into our group online. Mm-hmm. There was also a conspiracy that MC Hammer was a Satanist, which would have been fucking awesome Hell if yeah, it was I real. Hope he is. I'm still <laughs> holding out for that. Stop hammer time, and then he just like smashes like a guy's head on an <laughs> altar. Boom! That's what they really oh, meant. Man. Anyway, it's just it's insane that there's people who genuinely are just like believing this shit and willing to destroy someone else's life over these beliefs. But you um, know what? 
I don't know. That's the theme of all these episodes. Yeah, and Damien also read a lot of Anton LaVey, so he read, you know, um, which I'm really... It sucks because if you if you know about the Church of Satan, then you would... If you actually read it, then you know that the reason why they even asso- associate themselves with Satan is to just draw attention. Yeah. They because if you're an actual Satanist, you do not believe in God, you do not believe in heaven. So that means you do not believe in hell and you do not believe in Satan. Yeah. It's non theistic. We've talked about it on the last episode. Yeah. Satan represents the other mm-hmm. the left hand path. It just represents rebellion. Blasphemy, mm-hmm. the um the the willingness to sacrifice yourself for truth, mm-hmm. the outsider and all these other things. And also if you pra- have a magical practice, so many people who are like Wiccans or like do, who practice magic, heavy quotation uh, quotes of magic mm-hmm. quotations around. Not magic. like I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my head. I should, we should kind of say that, Not right? Like I'm going to pull a rabbit out yeah. of this hat more like I'm going to pull a rabbit out of your vagina. You gave birth to a rabbit. Isn't that magical? Yeah. Like, I, so- I hope that people <laughs> throughout time, as we've talked about chaos magic, people don't think we're just like, uh, pick a card, pick a yeah, card. Was not, it the ace that's of spades? Not magic. <laughs> like, that's not the magic we're, we're talking not about. like the guy who's like, I am Zoltar. <laughs> and he's, he's like 30 and he's at magic camp. Like, yep. And there's the coat's just laden with dead birds, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that have just died waiting for him to like make yep. an entrance into a room. Yep. No, no, we're talking about people who like, um, it's just like prayer. Prayer is magic. And so mm-hmm. people who believe in something more than themselves and want to take responsibility for that something more and use it to make their lives better. Yeah. People who have a magical practice, uh, attention, energy, human energy, uh, emotion, and all these things go into your practice. Being a Satanist mm-hmm. affords uh, people think about you indirectly. Mm-hmm. If you are a Satanist, someone right now is thinking, I hate that or I like that. Mm-hmm. And that draws power to you mm-hmm. quotes around power yeah deep quotes okay yeah uh it's weird but that's also a part of why you would claim that you're a satanist yeah part of why i would do such a thing yeah but we'll get to that in the magic episode but these people don't know that in any case they just see anton Levey as the walking face of evil and then even worse than that what really fucked damien up was that he researched about our good old friend, Alistair Crowley. And they specifically were like, Damien, you wrote in this different alphabet, this like fake coded alphabet. You wrote the names of you, Jason, your son, and Alistair Crowley. Um, You did that while you were incarcerated. And Aleister Crowley believed in human sacrifice. He didn't, though. And you're here <laughs> writing his name. in, the, And they just literally thought that they had physical proof of Damien doing like an incantation to <laughs> Aleister Crowley yeah, in the middle of the case. So funny because Aleister Crowley, while one of the most famous m- magicians, wizards to ever live, mm-hmm. not, not Picard, I am Zoltar. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, stuff. He... But the thing about magic is it's real, but it's not real. Mm-hmm. Aleister Crowley never wanted to sacrifice anyone. The whole flap my wings in the face of Muhammad shit. All that stuff is a part of the act. And the act is a part of 
people's perception of you and people's perception of you mm-hmm. is a part of what magic is. Yeah. So they think that Alistair Crowley is like a real life dark wizard who killed people and had real power. Like that's really where only, you feel like they feel that way. The only power he had was turning a submissive bottom into a catatonic <laughs> yeah, if Alistair Crowley was on the, if they had like brought him to the courtroom to testify on behalf of Damien Eccles, they're like, Alistair, why is Damien writing your name in your journal? And he'd be like, who here has tasted their own cum? Yeah. I demand to know. Yeah. Like he's he's just like this Straight big nerd. Up. He's just a super weird nerd who wanted to come a lot. Yeah, and even Damien had the best fucking clap back to it because they the prosecutor said Alistair Crowley did believe in human sacrifice. And Damien was like, yeah, sure. He also thought he was God though. And just like literally (laughs) clapping back at the prosecution in the middle of the trial, which we love, but of course is what really fucking put the nail in the coffin for him. (laughs) Fucking in any case, Crowley, believed everything and nothing all at once yeah Crowley which is was a practice a fucking I anomaly and he's he's uh yeah in any case so funny that they just try and use again it's like the wicca thing where they're like you're evil and wicca's the lamest crystalliest yeah bullshit and they're like alistair crowley you are a devil man and in reality alistair crowley was like a nerd in a wizard's robe who loved butt sex yeah who loved butt sex it's just like Come on, guys. Get it fucking together. It's, it's They didn't even do half their research. They just name dropped. We, it's so fucking invalid. They literally just name dropped anything that would trigger the fucking jury. <laughs> like, they're like, I'm going to. Um, they could literally just do like some weird spoken word poem where they were like Satan. Alistair Crowley, Anton LaVey, Satanism, sacrifice. And then that was just, that was their ending closing arguments. Yeah, totally. It's insane. And then just to like go back to like the the rumors swirling around Damien Eccles and who he was. Yes, he thought magic was cool. He liked heavy metal. He thought Satan was cool because Satan is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's so many uh, rumors and crazy things like John Mark Byers, the craziest the of all the victims' parents. Yeah. He's in the documentaries Paradise Lost uh, in all uh, the HBO series. He's so wild. At one point, he's like talking about the way the boys were murdered and how horrible it was. And then he's like, and they did it for Satan. And Satan doesn't need you. And he's he believes what he's saying so much that the whole crime was motivated by Satan. Mm-hmm. The Damien worships Satan. And then he's like, up here in these hills, they have insane wild homosexual orgies and then he looks at the camera and waits for a second and he's like fuck how would i know that and then he goes so i've been told yeah. like <laughs> dog are you yeah are you fucking guys out there you like, out to are you fucking right now? doing gay orgies out there man what? You, oh my god super seems like you're doing gay orgies out there mark also another thing about mark byers which ties into damien and also the rumors is um the rumor mill outside of the case was heavily, fucking heavily influencing what the jury was going to do. And they they try their best to keep the jury out from the public and away from the media so that they don't have a bias. But this case was so fucking extreme that it was impossible. You had Mark Byers going on any fucking news camera that would get in front of his face being like Damien Eccles. The police found my son's testicles in a jar in Damien Eccles's room. And that was a complete fucking lie. And just take a second to think about how fucked up of a lie that is. Yeah. You're like, 
just to say that out loud mm-hmm. i ain't even trying to talk about my own testicles no the, not i mean okay that's a lie i've done it you on the podcast a quite lot. a bit yeah <laughs> but not in a jar yeah yeah that's just barbaric yeah no and, it's fucked it's just fucking crazy that, and it, it's crazy and then you're like oh if that's true why didn't it get submitted into evidence because it was a fucking rumor nonsense lie but he got on national television international television to be exact and fucking said that out loud and then he even um misconstrued the crime scene he was talking about the crime scene before it had even been released just from the rumor mill talking about how damien had skinned one of the kids alive like it was a fucking goat for slaughter that is not true but they were doing everything that they could to continue to paint damien as the perfect fucking villain yeah um it's it's absolutely insane and how. why because he fucking loved metallica because he wore black and it was the early 90s so he wore black trench coats because he naturally had jet black long fucking hair yeah he yeah. painted his nails black and he read about some fun fucking shit he read about true crime he read about satanism he read about wicca maybe he also a little, middle butt sex maybe a little butt sex alistair crowley for sure he he you know he had an influence there but in the same hand he also read about christianity and catholicism and buddhism yeah and we forgot to go back to why he changed his name to damien oh because of um saint damien yeah while he was obsessed with the christian faith um Catholic. like on a tangent so hard i know while he was obs- while he was into the christian faith uh and they thought that he changed his name to damien because of the movie the omen which is fucking insane so dumb but he changed his name to damien because uh there was a christian or a catholic, a catholic saint who priest. lived in hawaii he went to molokai which is an island next to maui it's super tiny that's where they were sending the lepers it was a leper colony and leprosy is basically where your skin melts off of your fucking body yeah and it's 100 percent contagious and 100 percent fatal so they were just putting these people on a fucking island and this guy um the you know father damien went there willingly i mean granted it was hawaii so that's nice yeah yeah he's like you know what my skin might slough off my body mm -hmm. but also pretty sick surf out here dog (laughs) pretty cool he went there and um cared for the lepers until their death and then also (laughs) until his own death where he contracted the disease and died are you just imagining a guy doing the hang loose sign he goes shaka bra and then his two fingers fall (laughs) (laughs) so sad and true but even if you um, are gonna have leprosy though have it in hawaii have it in hawaii absolutely absolutely have it in hawaii great and you know funny thing people actually live there now molokai is still a super tiny island the most exciting thing that happens on molokai is um you hear a bell ring and you can hear it throughout the whole island because you could basically see the end of it and people come running into town because the fresh bread has been baked oh fresh bread yeah party time hawaii is gnarly i'm not yeah, a fan it's it'll kill you or the leprosy will um but even i we briefly talked about it in the last episode but even the choice like why he chose father damien out of all of the saints is because father damien was a martyr for superficial like superficialism exactly and he was that's he damien. was willing to go to where the outsiders were yep. and risk everything in order to help people who were misunderstood uh devalued yep. and um that no one loved or cared mm-hmm. about yeah and and they were sent to damnation and he followed them into damnation to help yep. them uh yeah 
and showed compassion where no one else would. They were the untouchables of society, and he was like, he literally, you couldn't touch them because yeah. their skin you would, would fall they off. They would literally of their fall body. off. And he was there trying to put it back together with scotch tape, and that's why Damien Eccles chose his name. And it just that the level of ignorance that, despite that, almost. Um, touching story yeah no i mean was misconstrued as like oh no you just love the omens so much it's just so like you can't win for losing because he did he did something that was so admirable if he had just stayed catholic everyone in that courtroom would have been like wow yeah what a great person what a great story what a great thing to live up to what a great thing to care about Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny, uh, Damien's dad uh, gets a lot of credit because one, he was on Damien's side the whole time. Yep. He clearly loves Damien and never backed down from being on his side. Yep. And two, he let a kid change his name. That's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. If my mom would have let me change my name when I was 13, I would have been like... I, I would have definitely been like Captain America Smith or some <laughs> bullshit. It would have been not as good. That would be cool, though. <laughs> it would be not good. Um, yeah, it would be terrible. Uh, and also, speaking of, of Eccles' family in general, Damien's family was poor. So again, this is like a, oh yeah, not only are you weird, but you're at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder. Fuck you forever. Yeah. Um, they, re- they received frequent visits from social workers uh, Eccles rarely went to school before he even dropped out. He and his girlfriend at one point had run off and and broken into a trailer during a rainstorm. Like they tried to run away together, I think went before he was 18 and it started raining. So they broke into an abandoned trailer uh, and they were arrested, but only Damien was charged with burglary. Mm. So that's kind of weird. He later got her pregnant and she gave birth while he was um, on yeah. trial and, and uh that actually sounds pretty romantic honestly it starts raining and then you like break into a place together yeah i'd get someone pregnant it under those circumstances. sounds romantic until you realize that you're just a trailer trash kid who's gonna go fucking get locked up for it well and then you know billy bob with one tooth is gonna come out with his shotgun you <laughs> fucking kids it's a disaster um another thing about Eccles in his youth now I don't we don't know or I don't know personally I don't know what your opinions are. He a lot of people say Damien was mentally ill. Um, yeah, that's a big thing they bring suffered up. from quite a bit of actual mental illness, maybe like depression and stuff. But they keep saying that he's schizophrenic and all those other things. We don't know how much of that is just him fucking with people, him genuinely having serious issues. He spent several months in a mental institution in Arkansas and afterwards received full disability status from the Social Security Administration. But despite that, he had a job as a roofer. So he... He didn't take his disability. Uh, during Eccles' trial, uh, George W. Woods testified on his behalf that he had serious mental illness characterized by grandiose and uh, persecutory delusions, auditory and visual hallucinations, disordered thought processes, substantial lack of insight, and chronic incapacitating mood swings. It also says that um, he had... S- a year before a year to the day before the murders he had um had a stay in a mental um illness hospital and he was treated for 11 months before the killings he had a history of self mutilation um but i mean this sounds really shitty but how many kids growing up who were like you know these emotional and artistic or heavy metal kids like 
there was always one in the group that was like a cutter. No, totally. That's I not knew kids uncommon. who cut themselves. Um, I knew a lot of girls who cut themselves. I used to just get in fist fights. Yeah. Like I didn't want to cut myself, but I was like, I would just get into fights and like not not even try to win. Mm-hmm. Just just beat on yeah, me. Yeah. It's just I didn't give a shit. Or like um I would, you know, purposefully provoke mm-hmm. certain people in my household that were it was a very bad idea to provoke them, but I just you know. Yeah. There's just when um there's like that weird mindset. Yeah. You know, as a kid I relate to that again. Yeah. So it's very relatable to all of us and you would never, hopefully you would never go and fucking murder three kids. So yeah, them, not that you know, of. yeah, that I know of the court trying to use that as evidence. And then also the hospital staff from that, that institution said that he said that they assumed he gained power by drinking blood. Yeah. Like they, uh, they um, testified that they had heard him say that and that, um, there he had a spirit inside of him of a woman who had killed her husband cool and i that's just honestly metal, think that's him fucking with people yeah yeah i, I mean, really do and i just think that it was out of context and wrong place wrong time to be fucking around but it's like can you imagine this is how i picture it you're just some fucking shitty little metal kid you're 16 you had your first breakup you think that your life is over because it's the most heartbreaking thing and nothing will ever get better and you like are um you know cutting yourself and like you know crying to metallica or whatever and and you get sent to a mental institution because your family cares about you and they're worried about you, which is fine. But then while you're there, you're surrounded by people who actually have mental disabilities and you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. This is insane that I'm in the same room and being treated the same way as these people who are severely like disturbed. Yeah, so then it's just you're like just an Alistair Crowley. Type yeah. Character. Just literally just, like, I will devour your cum. And you're yeah, like, you're, oh, oh my God. My God. He's like <laughs> licking it in his hand. Oh and God. so, and we know Damien is a smart ass. We've seen it on, on his, during his trial where he's literally fighting for his life and he's still being a smart ass to the prosecution. And I can picture him as some nurse and a mental institution tries to hand him some fucking, lithium pills he's like i have a woman of a a murdering woman inside of me just like fucking with them because he's so out of place you gotta rise to the occasion you know you want to be cool you want to fit in you're in a mental institution your fucking roommate thinks he's an iguana yeah you know he's trying to climb up the walls (laughs) and he eats his applesauce with his tongue like (laughs) a lizard and flies just like if i'm gonna fucking i gotta step it up yeah (laughs) i mean why not yeah i get a dead lady lives inside me she murdered her husband husband he was just having a good time you know and then your roommates just direct eye contact hugging that warm rock <laughs> you know <laughs> with his little tongue sticking out he's in iguana oh as far as God. you know it's just beautiful. fucking crazy people it makes sense yeah i and, get it um yeah it's tough i it's there's so much nuance and it sucks so bad because they're teenagers yes they're figuring things out there's a lot of what you do when you're a teenager you just do for the fuck of it yeah there were things that i did as a kid that made no sense once and i don't know how long the statute of limitations is up but i i have a friend who lit a who lit a very large fire okay mm-hmm. on a public building mm-hmm. burned it down completely mm-hmm. and when and when i was like why 
He was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you asking me You're all these just, fucking questions? You know, testing are you, the waters. Are you here to play Dungeons and Dragons or what? Yeah. yeah burn down a building, whatever. I yeah. remember once I came across a guy's tractor in the middle of a field while I was out shooting. And me and my friend just fucking filled his new tractor with bullets. Why did we do that? Who knows? I literally just because it was fucking cool, mm-hmm. we knew it was it wasn't that great. Yeah. Like we just did it to do it. Yeah. You know? Well, like growing up is trial and error and it's seeing like, you know, it's testing the limits. Cause your parents can tell you certain things or they can tell you nothing at all. Yeah. And so then you're just trying to pave your way in the world and they just happen to be, you know, fucking shitty little metal kids yeah. from and the trailer park. Especially as a guy, and I don't know like as a girl what your experience as a guy, like I just remember the insane risks I would take as a kid. Mm-hmm. Climbing cliffs with no ropes, mm-hmm. like fucking trying to like r- ride we tried to ride a bull once for no reason like it could have mm-hmm. easily killed us yeah fucking with rattlesnakes mm-hmm. um you know playing with traps Ex- we found someone sweaty dynamite once and went and played with it dynamite gets old and it starts to sweat and then it gets to the point where even if you flick it it will go off oh my god so we found my friend's father sweaty dynamite that he had hidden and he was going to dispose of it like bury it or whatever and we like took it and like shot it and stuff oh my god terrible yeah could have easily killed ourselves young and dumb you know it's a thing and then as i got older like stealing cars and all kinds of crazy shit all for the fuck of it yeah just be in incredible risks for no reason and when you don't have the money to have like an extracurricular hobby or activity or go to the movies you have to make your own fun exactly you spray paint your name yeah. on a fucking bridge and you fuck your weird girlfriend in a trailer you broke into that's literally what you do and apparently that'll also be the proof that gets you convicted in murdering three fucking kids Ugh. yeah which is the most heartbreaking thing about it and which is why we even brought this up the reason why we felt it necessary to talk about this case even though it happened in the 90s and kind of was resolved in a way it's because we can all see ourselves as one of these people we are damien absolutely everyone if you just listening to this would imagine if this existed in 92 you would be incriminated yeah would incriminate for sure absolutely anything we've ever said yep Anything we've ever said or Can posted. Can you imagine if one of us does something wrong, the amount of shit they could... Oh, I'll go away forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go away for a long I time. I never see the light of day. I have said things. Yeah, I've said some bad things. and So, it's, it's just... Yeah, it's incredible um, what, what they've done. So, I mean, that's... And that's basically... Uh, Damien, Jason, and Jesse yep. in a nutshell. Yep. And uh, we talked about Damien the most, like we said. He's the most enigmatic, uh, sort of, he's the center of the mm-hmm. case in so many ways. There's uh, a reason why he's the only one who gets the death penalty, and exactly. it's because they picture, they pinned him to be the leader for the for just because of the way he looked and the way he acted and the things he read at, at some points you almost get the feeling that they don't even care what happens to the other two yeah they just want Damien to go because they yeah. feel so certain that he's done this mm-hmm. and um we'll talk about it more on episode three when we talk about the trial yeah yeah so um do you have anything else you want to add uh I mean hail Satan hail Satan um, thank you so much for listening to episode two, which apparently is just all about 
uh, the West Memphis Three themselves. Yes. So uh, tune in for episode three next week when we will talk about uh, the trial itself mm-hmm. and then the aftermath of the trial yep. and, and uh, all three guys' eventual release. Yes. Spoiler alert, but that also happened years ago. Yeah, so. come on. It was, uh, well, not that long ago, 2011. Oof. It's crazy to think about. I know. All right. Uh, yeah. Everyone, fucking hail Satan. Uh, mind your P's and Q's out there. Don't get accused of murdering three Please boys don't. in a satanic ritual. Don't do it. But for sure, hail Satan. <laughs>